West Coast Italian Radio brings you the Italian protest show. Italians everywhere have had it up to here with mandates and lockdowns. Coming right up on the Italian radio show. And welcome to the Italian radio show, part of West Coast Italian Radio with KMET 1490 AM or 98.1 FM out of the beautiful Palm Springs, California area, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. My name is Tony Lestella. I'm your host. The lovely Marzia Caputo is going to join us a little later in the show. Uh, but right now we got a great, great program coming up. You could be listening to us live down here in Southern California, or perhaps you're listening on one of our affiliate stations across the country. Uh, another great way to hear the show, frankly, is just to listen to it online. You can do this on your computer or your mobile device anywhere in the country. Just go to our website, WCIR.biz. Remember the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio WCIR.biz, there's a link at the top of our page here. Click that link, takes you right to our broadcast page here at KMET ABC. And uh, right there, you can either stream the show live every Monday, 4 o'clock Pacific time, or you can listen to our show in archive. As soon as we're done with today's show, it's going to go right up into our website and the archives on our podcast, available forever, forever and ever. Share it with your friends, share it with your family. We got Seven years of shows there, great shows, great guests, uh, much, much stuff to listen to. And we love our fans, wherever they are, all over the world, our fans, our listeners. We got them, I think, uh, across the country here in about six other countries uh, across around the world, people. Listen to the show. Thank you wherever you're listening, however you're listening. We love you. Thank you for listening. Um, Going to get right into it kind of today. You know, today's show is kind of one of those protest shows. Because we're going to talk about, you know, how Italians are responding to the pandemic. Uh, and there's been a lot of stuff that's been going on and on and on. And we know we're at the place where Italians, we say what we feel, we say what's in our heart. We, we wear our emotions on our sleeves, basically, right? So trust me when I tell you Italians are tired of these lockdowns. They're tired of these mandates, not only the Italians in Italy, but the Italians in America and the Italians everywhere else around the world. So we're going to kind of get right into the news stories and talk about this. Uh, as we do every week, we start with our Italian news. And uh, as we have frequently said, quite frankly, when you talk about Italian news, the facts are sometimes stranger than fiction. Okay, So starting right in with the mayor of Napoli, Okay, the mayor of Naples decided he was going to ban any type of New Year's fireworks. And he was citing, you know, COVID concerns. He was citing climate concerns, right? But the residents, trust me, in Naples, they had 
they, they don't want to know part of this. Uh, they totally ignored this guy, okay? And basically, this Italian city went viral over the weekend after totally, completely violating the ordinance that barred them from using fireworks to celebrate New Year's Eve, all right? Mayor Gaetano Manfredi, he issued an ordinance several days uh, ago prior to, I think the ordinance came out um, middle of December, basically saying that no one could do any fireworks on New Year's Eve. Um, trying to say, you know, people going to be outside, going to make their health, wor- health problems worse for COVID, blah, blah, blah. And that um, the noise was going to be a problem, that there's going to be pollutions in the air going to affect the climate. Anyway, how the people respond? Let me tell you, in mass, in mass, across Naples, everywhere you look, people bought fireworks. We're not just talking about a few fireworks. We're talking about stuff that filled the sky with all those fireworks you can buy, that everywhere you looked, there were stunning displays of fireworks across the city. Kind of their way of saying mafangu to the mayor there. That's pretty much how it went there. Now, they, they, they said they were going to give a $500 fine to everybody that was doing a they, 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 you know, they violated this ordinance, right, $500 euros. But trust me, you'd have to fine everybody in the city of Napoli. How are they going to do that? The police are not going to do that. The police could care less. The police think this guy's a nut, too. So, you know, another politician around the world doing something that's, that's, that's crazy and stupid, right? But let me tell you what. Getting to another news article we got here. This is from the BBC. The Italians are really, really protesting against these mandatory things. Like now they got this mandatory work pass. I know they're trying to do something like that here in the United States where they're saying that, you know, you got to be vaccinated in order to work, okay, or else you can't work. And, you know, the, and courts across the country here in America are throwing this stuff out. They're saying, now nah, you can't do this. They're, 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 they're saying these mandates are illegal, and they're basically, um, you know, saying they can't be enforced. But, you know, similarly, around the world, they're having similar problems. So in Italy, in Italy, they give you a green pass. Green pass basically shows you that if you've, uh, if you've had your vaccinations, it also shows if you've re- you know, recovered from COVID or if you've had a, uh, a negative test. And you've got to have these to work anywhere in Italy, apparently, right? So it sounds like they're striking throughout Italy. It's not like they have, we have enough problem already because you can't get people to work. You can't get people to unload ships. You got this whole uh, thing with, you know, all the products being on the ships and your whole line of, of products coming in can't be delivered to anybody. They had 6,000 workers now in Italy. In Trieste, they're on strike. 6,000 dock workers in the ports there. They have a similar thing in Genoa. They got a similar thing in Venice, Palermo, Naples. You can go to all the ports. Everybody's striking. No one's working. It says 40%, only 40% of the port workers have been vaccinated. Okay? So, you know, they're chanting out there in the street in Italian, no green pass, no green pass, right? Uh, The strikes are basically keeping the supply chain from bringing in, you know, any supplies to Italy. Similar stuff is going to be happening here if they try to enforce this stuff here in America. Trust me, this is not working there. Uh, it says that a worker without a green pass can be suspended without pay and be fined up to 1,500 euros, which is about 1,700 bucks uh, American money. Um, 
But, you know, they're, again, no one's enforcing this because, you know, Detroit enforces this, they're going to kill you. I mean, basically, you got so many people uh, in Italy, like 85% of the Italian population is against this Green Pass. And, I mean, they're rioting in the streets there. They're rioting everywhere there. So, you know, I know that they're trying to get people, keeping them safe, getting them vaccinated. But you can't, you can't take it too far. You can't take it too far. Like it is here, same thing there. You violate people's rights. Uh, you violate, like, first, their right to their, their medical uh, security, I mean, their medical uh, privacy, rather, My, medical privacy. Here we got the HIPAA laws. And so, you know, you can't just be asking people if they're, if they're vaccinated. Just that, that's, it's wrong, okay? Um, and I'm not saying people should not be vaccinated. Don't get me wrong on this. But I do think it's something where you have to respect people's individual choices. And the thing that gets me on this, it's the people who are already vaccinated who are screaming about this. Now, the CDC tells us if you're already vaccinated, then you're supposed to be, you know, basically where you're not going to die from this. You might get it, whatever. You might get a little sick, but you're not going to die. You're going to recover. So why are those people screaming so much about it, okay? They're already protected. The other people haven't been vaccinated. They just want to be left alone. If they die, they die. If they don't, they don't. You know, that it's their call. They make their own decision on it. Kind of like the same thing if you decide you're going to smoke. You're going to smoke. If you get cancer, well, that's your own thing. I mean, you know, it's the same type of thing, right? So they have all these double standards, not only in Italy, but here in this country as well, all around the world. And trust me when I tell you, it is all around the world because uh, another article that we just looked at in general on this whole thing was the protests are not just restricted to Italy. I mean, you got Austria, you got Croatia, you got Germany, you got uh, Great Britain, you got all of these countries, literally from Switzerland to Northern Ireland to the Netherlands, where they are riding in the streets. People are are, 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 are are protesting against having to have the restrictions, the mandates. Uh, they have to have passes in order to go any places, passes to work to show you're vaccinated. Again, it kind of gets back to the thing, even with the World Health Organization. If you've already been vaccinated, then they say you're going to be protected. They say, you know, you might get the virus, but it's not going to kill you. You're going to get over it. I mean, you know, you could you could get the virus anyway. So those are the people who are screaming about this. The people who are not vaccinated, they don't care. They're, they're willing to take the risk. It's their right to take the risk. Anyway, don't get me going on this because we can get going a lot more. But I'm just saying that these articles uh, are coming to us. This one comes to us from a thing called Al Jazeera. Uh, on the uh, 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 Internet, we pulled this off, and it shows thousands and thousands of protesters uh, literally all across Europe, from Italy to Switzerland to Great Britain, protesting against this. That's your news for the day, folks. We thank you very much for tuning in. we got a great show coming up with great guests, great cooking, right after this break from our sponsors. Don't go away because we have a lot more Italian radio show here with KMET, Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. Oh, boy, oh, Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. 
This is Tony Lastello with the Italian Radio Show. Every day, 20 veterans take their own lives. That's 20 too many. You need help? Want to end veteran suicide? Go to SaveVetLives.org to learn more. Mamma mia, tutta bella pizza. It's fantastic. Joe Fuggero, their owner, is here to tell us more. Yes, authentic pizza from Napoli with seven convenient locations across Puget Sound. Plus grab-and-go products at UFC Costco and Fred Meyer? That's right, Tony. Absolutely. From our kitchen to yours. Take and bake pizzas, fresh grab-and-go salads, tiramisu, and just this week we've added two great new jarred sauces, rustic marinara and traditional bolognese. Learn more today at tutabella.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We gotta pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers! 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com Folks, we're going to take a 10-second break to allow our affiliate stations across the country to give you their station identification. You're listening to West Coast Italian Radio. Broadcasting at KMET 1490 in Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. And we are back with the West Coast Italian Radio Program, bringing you the Italian Radio Show here on KMET Palm Springs, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network. Now my favorite part of the show, our food segment, brought to you by our great sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka from Austin, Texas. Tito's is the perfect drink for any of your party or beverage plans throughout the year. I have a great, great chef, none other than Chef Pino Jocantali, who is going to give us our recipe of the week. Take it away, Joe. Hey, this is Chef Pino. Today I'm going to show you a recipe that all of you know, but with a little twist. A plant-based stuffed pepper that is so delicious, you will not know the difference between this and the real thing. So let me show you how. Let me show you what kind of peppers to select for this recipe. You need a nice sized pepper so you can do the stuffing. I like the peppers deeper red because they're sweeter. But today, more like on the orange side. Whatever you do, don't pick anything like this. This has got a dimple in there. It's not a good pepper to stuff. And look at this one. This one is a little narrow. It's not, not that good. But uh, look at this one right here. This is, this is not really that great. It's not good for stuffing. I, I This one is even worse. 
So I think I have what I need for today. It's a good one, nice size. Not that deep bread, but it will do. Here's another one right here. I think I got my two for this recipe, and we're ready to rock and roll. Here's a list of the ingredients that you need. Two medium-sized red bell pepper, four cups of rice cauliflower, half a cup of plant-based ground beef, half a cup of peas, one cup of shredded low-fat mozzarella, and about a quarter cup of tomato sauce. Now you need a food processor with one of these blades, but if you don't have that, you can use one of these babies. But be careful your knuckles because it's going to hurt. Now you're going to shred your cauliflower in bits and pieces, or you might call that like rice. This is the plant-based ground beef that I use instead of the real thing. Now in a cast iron skillet with a little bit of pan spray, just brown your plant-based beef until it's nice and golden brown. Next, get the pan spray with a little cooking spray and pour your cauliflower into the pan. Make sure it's nice and coated evenly. Normally, there's rice used for this recipe, but I use cauliflower. It's much less in calories and less carbs. Get the cauliflower spinning into the pan until it's nice and golden and brown. See the color changing? Add your half a cup of peas, then the plant-based beef, and mix everything really well. And at this point, you add a little bit of sauce, that's what a cup of sauce, but don't add the mozzarella in this particular case because the mix is really hot and the mozzarella will start melting. So after you mix everything well, set aside until it's nice and cool. Then you add the mozzarella in. Now it's time to carve the pepper. You cut at the top by the stem, remove the cap, and then spoon out the rest with a spoon. It's much easier to do it that way. And then cut off the part of the cap so it will fit flatter into the pepper. This should look like this when you're done with. Now with a small spoon, get your filling inside the pepper and keep on stuffing it really tight until everything fits in really nice and snug into the pepper and then get ready to add the cap with some toothpicks. Now it's time to put the caps in place so to hold the ingredients in. Use toothpicks to hold the cap in. I use about four toothpicks to hold it nice and snug for the next step. Now I use a very hot skillet to roast the outside. It gives a nice roasted flavor before putting into the next step, which is a 350 degrees oven to melt all the ingredients on the inside. Here's the peppers all done. Okay, now that the pepper is cut in half, let's get to the table and let's eat. Buon appetito. This is Chef Pino say, arrivederci. Well, now after that great cooking demonstration, we got the real guy here himself in person, Joe Cantali, Chef Pino. How you doing, Joe? Good. How you doing, Tony? Fantastic. You know, I, I figured I, I would just involve you in this whole part of our show since uh, you gave us this great Italian Sicilian recipe. Okay. And I thought what, what fun it would be since, you know, you're a guy from Sicily, 
to give us some Sicilian proverbs, Sicilian things kind of to go with the theme of our show today. And everything we have today is talking about how Italians, you know, are responding to the COVID, to this pandemic thing, especially now. So what do you got for us for these Sicilian phrases? What's our first one? Senza sordi non si canta messa. All right. And what does that mean? Without any money, there wouldn't be any mess. That's pretty much, I think, the way it is. What we got to do is pull all the money from the government, then there's not going to be any more problem anymore, right? Cut sure. your budget totally. Okay, I've been saying that for years. Right, right. <laughs> and that's true all over the world, no matter where you go. Yeah, there's, there's always the handout, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, what's your, what's your next one you have for us? Cupratico cuzzoppo l'anno zuppiaido. All right. I love, I love the Sicilian language. It just flows, especially spoken by a true Sicilian like yourself. So well, I, I, I can't help it. I've been speaking all my life. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So what is that? Meaning, meaning that whoever hangs out with somebody that limps, at the end of the year, they will be limping themselves, basically. So basically, if someone, it sounds like if they're doing something that's not quite right, they're going to be all alone at the end of the year. No, at the end of the year, you'll be doing the same thing the other person is doing. Exactly, exactly. You'll be you'll be copying what the other person is doing. Exactly. Without, no, without wanting it or not, you, that's what you're going to be doing. That sounds very, very familiar when I think about everything going on in today's world, you know? Right, you could apply that to anything that you want to tell somebody that basically, yeah, you hang out with me, that's what you're, it's going to happen to you. Exactly. Or if I hang out with the other guy... That's what's going to happen to me, you know? Exactly, exactly. All right. So what is our final one? The final one is something my mother always used to tell me. All right. It comes in one year and goes out the other. That means you're not not listening. I remember my mother used to say that to me too in English. So it sounds like probably a universal thing that uh, is said to most kids around the world. It's too bad that a lot of these adults, especially those who are running our governments around the world, don't take that message to heart, huh? Right. But remember, Sicily's language was here before before uh, George Washington and the uh, and Paul Revere was here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you much, very much, Chef Pino Giocantali, for those great Sicilian phrases. You got it. And our Italian phrases are brought to us, of course, by our great sponsor, Tutto Bella Pizzeria, the best Neapolitan pizza in the Northwest, multiple locations throughout the Puget Sound area. For real pizza, try Tutto Bella. So, Joe, you know, now I thought it would be kind of fun to do something a little bit different, a little bit on the edge, because, you know, we're talking about how Italians are responding to this pandemic and, you know, everybody's sick of mandates. Everybody's sick of the lockdown. And oh, yeah. so what guys to bring back the, the, the true, you know, bad boys who started it all, who were truly rebellious. We got to bring back Frank and Dino from their golden age of the Rat Pack, you know, when they basically were setting the standards, they were putting up with anything, you know, with, 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 with any garbage from anybody. And so I have a great recording here. I, I like to call this one the Unleashed Frank and Dino. Okay. It's a little bit edgy and stuff, but, you know, they got away with a lot of stuff back then we probably can't get away with now. I got it right out of our files with a song, We're Glad to Be Italians. 
Now I hope that you won't think I'm chauvinistic. I'm with him, whatever that means. Here's a song that's completely altruistic. I'm still with him, whatever that means. With one thing in common, win or lose, win or lose. With apologies to the Irish, and the Jews and all them Jews we're glad that we're Italian authentic Abruzzi I own that large Calvino and I'm a hunk of Puccini For us, each night's a thriller. Chianti flowing free. I thought you owned the villa. I still repeat, Puccini. I think us rude, but Chinese food. That's strictly for Yanks. Food Asian, Caucasian. That's for Sadie Banks. Sadie Banks? Will someone pass a scallion? Which way is Sicily? We're glad that we're Italian. But yes, sorry. We're glad that we're Italian. That we're two singing wops. Don't get gracious, Charlie. You'll find us out each evening cruising those ex espresso shops. Linguini sends me reeling. Will someone pass the cheese? I like my mozzarella. Sprinkle mine with anchovies. We're both of the soil. We're always will yearn. Each dish is rare. But Frank, I swear. What? I'm getting heartburn. You want a tum? Don't take back our medallion. Or sing in harmony. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Authentic pizza from Napoli, right here in the Northwest? With multiple occasions of Puget Sound, Puna Bella provides real Neapolitan pizza. Plus, the grab-and-go products at QFC, Costco, and Fred Meyer. 
Take and bake pizzas, grab and go salads, pastas, sauces, tiramisu. I hear you could even add them to your Smith Brothers Farms order. Tutta bella, the real deal for authentic Napolitan pizza and Italian food. Go to the website today to learn more at tutabella.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. E tu dici parto a Dio, ta lontane da stu core, da sta terra dell'amore. Hello folks, and we're back with more West Coast Italian Radio. Of course, I have uh, a great guest with us today, and we're talking about Italians and how they're responding to the pandemic. I have none other but a great author, Eugene Giudici. Eugene, you're uh, you live in the uh, beautiful city of Chicago, where I just happened to uh, have passed through there earlier this year. Unfortunately, I did not have time to stop. So, you know, let's start right out here. First of all, where in Italy does your family come from? My father comes from a small town in the Provincia Avellino, about an hour's drive out of Naples, called Senerchia. So, if you were to um, go by rail, the big railhead would be Guaglietta or Batipaglia would be the rail stations you'd go to. Uh, that's the town, actually, my father and my mother's mother came from. My well, mother's whole family, you know? Basically, yeah. My mother's mother was part of the diaspora that left the village right before the First World War and went to England. So my mother grew up in England in amongst the, in the Italian community in London. Now, how did your family then wind up coming to America? Well, what happened was after the Second World War, my my mother and her grandmother, Francesca, went to the village because they hadn't heard from the Paisanis because of the war. And she had a, for want of a better word, brief encounter with my father. Uh, They met casually. But what happened was after the war, after that encounter, my father went to England to find work. And he ended up working with a number of the Paisani from the village at the London Brick Company in Bletchley. Ah, And then he made his way to this quarter, this section of London. If you know London, uh, Chapel Market is is the area uh, where a lot of the Italians, especially Italians from my father's region, my father's village, lived. Uh, The center of life in that quarter was St. Peter's Italian Church, which is on Clarkenwell Road, and it's staffed by the, the, the Palatini Fathers, the fathers of St. Vincent Pallotti. Well, I always thought the Catholic churches would be the center for an Italian. The Italian right, yeah, right. Yeah. So that's where he was, more, you know, more formally introduced to my mother. They started courting. They were married in 54 and then came to 
uh, New York to stay with my father's uncle in, uh, in Astoria and then came to, uh, Chicago when I believe 54, 55, something like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, so you basically grew up in an Italian American household in Chicago. What was that like? Uh, it, it was very interesting because in the community where I was at in Melrose Park, um, most of my contemporaries were second or third generation uh, of Italian descent. There weren't that many Paisani coming from the old country to Melrose Park at that time. So you, you really got there was something sometimes a bit of a culture clash between understanding life in America and you know, life the way it was in, in the old country. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, like simple things like what was little league baseball? My, you know, my parents had no, right. right no yeah. frame of reference of yeah, for, yeah. For, for, for that sort of thing. So it, it made for interesting, uh, life. Um, uh, you know, I remember, um, sometimes my mother would, uh, there was a neighbor who was of a, a particular busybody, uh, chastised my mother for having the washing out on the line on procession Sunday for the feast and things like that. So there, so there was a certain amount of tension. Yeah. Um, not in the house, but I mean, with trying to understand and navigate in a new world. Exactly. But it was, it, I lived in a, I lived in a very loving household. Uh, you know, uh, father with dad was the head and mom sort of knew how to turn the head. And, you know, but when, you know, the word came down, you know, dad's word was law. So was mom's. Uh, my father worked for a, Worked in the warehouse at a place called Pope Brothers. Chicagoans will know what Pope Brothers is. It was a large furniture appliance uh, dealership. Uh, he worked there for many, many years. My mother was a homemaker for many years. Worked part time at the hospital. I have a. Uh, I'm the youngest of three. My sister works in in finance for a large company. My brother works in uh, construction management. And I um, have bounced around a little bit. I worked in technology. I worked in consulting. But now I make my profession as a law librarian in, in, in Chicago. And I know that you were uh, referred to us by, uh, by uh, Mr. Um, Bacci from uh, yeah, Renato Bacci's Renato Bacci, yes. time from the Italian American veteran museum there, which you're on the right. board. Now you have are, uh, are also a writer and obviously we're going to talk about your book today, reflections during a pandemic thoughts while sheltering in place uh, which is interesting, I, you know, because I know that um, we're talking our whole theme today is kind of about how Italians, and I guess you'd say also Italian-Americans, and maybe just people in general are responding to this pandemic. So I guess to begin with, uh, you know, what, what inspired you and got you to write this book? Well, what happened was back in March of 20, it's, that's starting to sound like a very long time ago. I know, it? I know it does. Um, it? We had, I worked for a firm called Denton's, Denton's, Denton's US LLP, which is actually the largest law firm in the world. Uh, and we had uh, on a, a US call, all the attorneys, all the staff were on a Zoom call uh, to talk about, you know, what what's life going to be like while we're sheltering in place, all right? And our, our then CEO, Mike McNamara, told the attorneys, he said, make sure you reach out to your clients during this time. See how we can help them, how you can help them uh, with their legal matters. But he said something very telling. He said, don't just talk about business. 
Make sure you inquire about them as human beings. How are they doing otherwise? Maybe they need someone to talk to about, you know, school issues with their children or elder care issues or the isolation that we know is going to come about because we're all going to be sort of locked down uh, yeah, for the yeah. time being. Then he made a charge to the staff, which is what I am. I'm not an attorney. I'm a law librarian. I work in research. He said, make sure you're checking in with each other. Make sure that you're, you know, you're, you stay connected with your colleagues. And so what I started to do was two things. The first was um, I started to schedule a Zoom call with the, the team that I'm on, my manager and the rest of the folks on the team. We did not talk shop. It was just a way to break the isolation. Great I idea. then started, I started writing reflections to keep people connected to, to each other, yeah. to help break the isolation and to give people a, a way of thinking about a post pandemic world. Uh, and, and what would that look like? So what happened was it was just first my own little group of about uh, 15 of us. Then I said, well, you know, so-and-so would probably like to see this. And so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And then it says, well, so-and-so outside the firm. So now the distribution of these emails is at about 300. Wow. Okay? Yeah. So for yeah. the first year or so, I was writing something five days a week. I was writing a reflection five days a week, Monday through Friday. Uh, and and I got to tell you, you know, doing that, writing something every day becomes a real grind. I'm still writing. Okay. But now I'm only doing it maybe, you know, two to three times a week. It's kind of like um, anything that you do, even that, you know, that you love to do, that's your avocation, whether you're a singer, whether you produce a radio show, whether you're a writer, you love doing it. But when it becomes something that is a profession or perhaps even an advocation where people want it to happen, there is a responsibility that you have to and kind of get that inspiration flowing every day. That's exactly right. And, 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 and five days a week is tough. So what I, so what I was also doing is I was doing other zoom calls, zoom calls with primarily librarians, not, it wasn't restricted, but folks outside of the, outside of my firm. So on Wednesdays is like what I call the big zoom call where I have folks from the U S I have some Canadian folks come on. I've even had some European folks. Again, it's just a way to break the isolation. We so basically your book, your book then takes all of these different writings, these daily reflections in a way, and it brings them all together. So can you give right. us a couple of those? You just read us a couple of things from your book to give our listeners an idea uh, of what they can expect if they'd like to purchase a copy of your book. Um, sure. Here's something from uh, April 29th. Okay. Okay. Now this is the first years of writing. It All goes right. from March 20 to March 21. Okay. And this is something um, I, I wrote about, I wrote on the 29th of April of 2020. It goes, good morning. Last week, I spent some time at the Blacksmith's Forge. Today, I'm in the sculptor's studio. Every block of stone has a statue in it. And it is the task of the sculpture to discover it. That's from Michelangelo. Right. Michelangelo makes an interesting statement. It seems to me that to him, the form or the finished statue lies not only in the mind and the vision of the sculptor, but also as a physical reality within the block of stone. And those two equally valid realities are what make something beautiful. Can it also be said of our future? Is it, it is the work that we do now 
that will determine our future. Every time we reach out to family, friends, clients, colleagues, or even strangers in the street, we are in some incalculable way striking the hammer and chisel on the stone and helping bring forth a future. Sometimes our vision of the future is obscured. Sometimes we don't seem to be making a lot of progress in the carving. But I am convinced that the continued effort at carving will reveal good things in the future. Extending the sculpture's analogy a little further, we must keep our tools sharp during the carving. You will know that Covey, Franklin Covey, calls this sharpening the saw for those who have experienced Covey training. Take time to read, to learn, and to expand your intellectual vistas. And then I close it, united with you in the carving. That, so that is was wonderful. A- that is really wonderful. Okay, so we only have a, about a minute left here, Eugene. So this is a book, Reflections During a Pandemic, Thoughts While Sheltering in Place, a collection of things that actually the emails went out over the last couple of years uh, from your firm to your network that was ways to kind of p- keep p- people connected, give them um, a positive thought of the day, a positive thing to keep them going. Tell people how they can get a copy of your book. This book is available as a print-on-demand book and an e-book on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. So if you just go into those two platforms, search for Reflections During a Pandemic, it will take, it will take you right to that um, the book, and you can purchase it uh, as either an e-book or a print-on-demand book. That's wonderful. And folks, what we're going to do is we have two books here, two signed copies by Eugene, that we are going to give away online. Uh, now, we'll actually send these to you. They're hard copies. But you, what you got to do is go to our Facebook page. Go to West Coast Italian Radio on Facebook. We're going to post a question there about today's show, actually about today's interview with Eugene. And anybody who gets the question correctly, their name is going to go into drawing. We're going to, at the end of the week, draw two names, and those lucky people will get a copy of the book here. Eugene Michael Giudice. Thank you so much for being a guest. Folks, we're going to be right back after this quick word with our sponsors. Don't go away. That's how it goes. Joe, I know you're getting anxious to close. Thanks for the cheer. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. 
Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Mamma mia, tutta bella pizza is fantastic. Joe Fuggero, their owner, is here to tell us more. Yes, authentic pizza from Napoli with seven convenient locations across Puget Sound. Plus grab-and-go products at UFC Costco and Fred Meyer. That's right, Tony, absolutely. From our kitchen to yours, take-and-bake pizzas, fresh grab-and-go salads, tiramisu, and just this week we've added two great new jarred sauces, rustic marinara and traditional bolognese. Learn more today at tutabella.com. Song of the Week, Lunky Scordar di Me, Do Not Forget Me, Tony Lestella Tenor, and Vinny Frioli on guitar and mandolin. Oh, <laughs> 
right, Marcia, now it's time for our event calendar, uh, which we have, you know, a new event calendar here as we end 2021, moving to 2022. Uh, first of all, let's tell people how they can submit events. You can right. go to our website. Just remember West Coast Italian Radio. Remember the acronym WCIR, and it's WCIR.biz. There's a contact button there. Hit our contact button. Send us uh, a contact an email about your event, okay? Now, on our main show here, we tend to only mention the, the, you know, the bigger events happening throughout the Western United States because there's so many events. Um, but we, we, we do have a wonderful event calendar up on the website where you put in all the events. So if you have a meeting of your local Italian club, uh, you have an Italian dinner, whatever, we'll get all the local events up on our website, and then we'll select kind of the biggies here. They're going on, on in each year to tell you about on the show. So starting right into it uh, here, we're going to hit mainly the big events of 2022 that are going to come up throughout the year. And then, you know, as we go along each month, we'll add some of the events coming up within the next 30, 60 days, and we'll start doing that. So let's just talk about some of the major events coming up in 2022. First of all, in California. So California, of course, has a bunch of wonderful events. Los Angeles has the annual Italian festival every October. Italian food, music, wine gardens there, bocce ball, entertainment, everything you would expect of a great Italian festival. Sutter Creek is another place in uh, in California. They have a wonderful Italian picnic and parade each year. That takes place in June. By the way, the Los Angeles Festival takes place in October. Um, the San Diego Festival. Now, this is a great festival. I don't think they had it this last year because of the COVID, but it's the taste of Little Italy. And I understand it's like a Sicilian type of festival uh, hmm. because they have a big Sicilian population in San Diego. Right. It takes place every June. Okay. Uh, in San Francisco, they have kind of a cool event called the Annual Festa della Madonna. It takes place every September. It starts with a memorial mass followed by a fishing procession from Pier 43 to the Golden Gate Bridge. So that's kind of a cool thing. It'd be kind of fun to participate in that. We have to get around to some of these festivals. Maybe we'll get a ride in one of the boats there, right? Nice. Sacramento has a great Festa Italiana every August. It's actually voted as Northern California's Best Italian Festival. Monterey, we love our friends in Monterey. You used to live in Monterey, remember? Yes, me too. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Love it's it. a great place, okay? Mm-hmm. Santa Rosalie Fisherman's Festival every September in downtown Monterey. Everything you would expect from an Italian festival, entertainment, raffles, bocce, Italian food, beer and wine, a great parade, everything there. Moving on up to San Jose, uh, they have a wonderful Italian family festival in August every year. Grass Valley uh, Western Park, it says Penn Valley, um, California, has another great festival. I'm not quite sure when that one is. And Redding, California, has Paisano Days every September. Now, moving around to other places on the western coast and the west throughout the western United States, since we are the West Coast Italian radio program, Oregon has their uh, wonderful Portland Festival that takes place annually uh, in August. We've been on for a long time. Wonderful festival there. We don't know the exact date or location yet. They moved it to a separate place last year, uh, so uh, or a, a different place last year. So I'm not, I'm not sure where they're going to 
be putting it on. We'll get that information for you. Seattle, Washington, of course, has many wonderful Italian events throughout the year. The big one that's going to be coming up, it's every September, the last weekend of every September, is Festa Italiana Seattle at Seattle Center. All kinds of wonderful Italian food things there, booths, uh, vendors, entertainment all weekend long. A lot of these great Italian entertainers, bocce, great Italian cars, and, of course, the world-famous Grape Stomp. So that's one that if you're in that area last week in September, you don't want to miss. And Texas, Texas, believe it or not, has many Italians throughout Texas. They have some wonderful festivals. They have the Dickinson Little Italy Italian Festival of Galveston. That's in March, March 19, 2022. Dallas has an Italian festival scheduled for April 9th, 2022. Uh, Houston has Taste of Little Italy. This is kind of cool. It's kind of with their signature events there. It's considered actually one of the biggest Italian trade shows in the United States, attracting people from all over the world. And Austin has a wonderful Italian festival, March 5th. All these festivals, it looks like in Texas, you know, because of the climate being so hot during the summertime, they put a lot of these in the spring when it's cooler. So, you know, March, April. So check all of those out. And ditto uh, with Arizona. They have their Italian festival in uh, in February, February 16th, uh, and uh, I'm sorry, February 26th and 27th in Phoenix, then that's the Italian Festival of Arizona. Now, you know, Marcia, in addition to all of these wonderful festivals, we can't forget to tell people that they can listen to our show anytime they want. All of our shows, in fact, this show, when we're done with it today, goes right up in our archives. It's going to be available there forever for you to share with all your family and friends, and you can go to our archives and hear any of our shows from the past seven years um, right there. They're available. Please tell people all over the country and, and all over the world. We have listeners in, in other countries as well. So all you got to do is remember to go to our website, wcir.biz, West Coast Italian Radio. Click the link there at the top of the page. It'll take you to our, our show page here at KMET with ABC. And uh, there's a link right there for our podcast. You can share it with all your friends. Also, our after-hours show, you do not want to miss the after-hours show. This is, of course, for ages 18 and only by subscription subscription only on our website. It's coming out uh, this month, and uh, this is where we really get into it. We tell you about every show's topics, but we're very graphic with how we feel, and we express our feelings, and we don't mince, mince words because we don't have the FCC breathing down our back, and I cleaned that up. So we have a lot of fun there, a lot of great guests, and a lot of topics. You're not going to want to miss that. It's a lot of fun. Each show is about 30 minutes long. You can watch it on a video so you actually see the lovely Marcia and the old guy here. And, uh, or you can listen to it on a podcast if you uh, are driving or just want to listen to a podcast for entertainment. And, of course, uh, remember, we have on our website a great, great international Italian business directory, the first ever international Italian business directory that we've started. We're adding businesses all the time. Uh, by the end of this year, we're going to practically have every business in the United States, every business in Italy is going to be in there businesses in different countries around the world, anything that's associated with Italians or, you know, uh, the Italian culture will be there. Uh, So make sure if you want to find, if you're somewhere in the world and you want to find an Italian business near you, 
Go to our website. Go to that directory. It's absolutely fantastic. If you have an Italian business, of course, we give you a listing for free. So there's our event calendar. What do you think, Marcia? Did you have fun today? I did. Great job, Tony. You're really great to explain everything. So, and I can't wait. We should go around this, you know, this festival. I can't oh, the festival. We've got to do that this year, folks. You are listening to West Coast Italian Radio, uh, and we're starting off 2022 with a bang here. So you're right here at KMET, part of the ABC News and Talk Radio Network down at Palm Springs, or listen to us all over the country, all over the world on our affiliate stations, or at our website by going to wcir.biz and clicking on the link. We'll see you next week for another great show. A salute! Ciao a tutti! While rain is falling, I cry with you. Ciao!